with the advent leaf. Come, home, Holy One, as the water of life and refineries fire. Strengthen us with courage for your work of justice, that in all creation and among every people, your peace may be established and your joy abound. Through Jesus Christ, our Deliverer. Amen.
reading from the book of Prophet Isaiah. A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and the branch shall grow out of its roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see, or decide what his ears hear, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor, and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist, and faithfulness the belt around his loins. The wolf shall live with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and the little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the outsides, and the living child shall put his hand on the adder's skin. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord, as the waters cover the sea. On that day, the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal to the people. The nations shall admire him, and his realm shall be glorious. Here was the spirit of sin to the church.
car go over a bump and bounce her back out. Now a lot of luggage and a couple coats were then secured to the roof. And then the taxi man and a few of his friends hopped on the front seat and started the engine. Away they went. And I thought, well that is a harbinger of an imminent flat tire. How bizarre. What will happen next? Now I have no idea what happened, but after a couple of years of watching the amazing transportation of West Africa, I can pretty much assume that that taxi made it to its destination. Against all odds. Perhaps it was a harbinger of a successful journey to markets where animals were sold and money changed hands and people were fed. I saw a nature video this week of a young leopard hunting in the African Sahara. It caught a large baboon. As it drags the baboon to the safety of a tree to eat it, it noticed an infant baboon clinging to the fur of the mother who had just been caught. The leopard cub was caught off guard and quite perplexed. They investigated the baby and then carried it gently up the tree and stashed it there while it fought off a hyena, not protecting its freshly killed meal, but protecting the baby baboon. The leopard seemed to have lost interest in the meal it had just caught. How bizarre. What will happen next, I wondered as I watched this heartbreaking scene unfold. What happened next was unexpected. The leopard and the infant baboon curled up together in a tree and went into sleep. A living example of the prophecy we heard from Isaiah this morning about lions and lambs, children and serpents, the innocent and the wild, together in community on the arrival of the kingdom. How bizarre. Fifty-some years ago, in apartheid South Africa, a young black lawyer who had been committed to nonviolent resistance co-founded an armed militant group of black South Africans and headed up a campaign to sabotage the apartheid government. He was arrested for conspiracy and imprisoned for 27 years. Four years after his release, he became the first black president of South Africa. How bizarre. Many of you know what happened next. He helped to start the Truth and Reconciliation Commission with Bishop Desmond Tutu, bringing black and white people together who had committed acts of violence against one another to talk and experience each other as people. He had tea with his jailers. He became an international figure for peace and justice. And when he died on Thursday, people from around the world, black and white, young and old, religious and not, came out to celebrate his life and to give gratitude for his ministry. Nelson Mandela was a harbinger of peace 
has yet to come, a peace that has its heart happened, a peace that when it comes in full will be the kingdom of God. Many years ago, north of Africa, an infernal old woman became pregnant, and so did her young virgin cousin. Two impossible babies were in the works. The angel Gabriel visited one baby's father and the other baby's mother to tell each of them that they were going to become parents of very special baby boys. He told them the names that were to be given to each boy, John and Jesus. When the pregnant mothers came together in the same house, prenatal baby John leapt for joy at the presence of prenatal baby Jesus. Each baby was born and circumcised on the eighth day, and we are told that each of them grew and became strong. We don't know if they knew each other as children, although we see in the Renaissance paintings. We don't know if they knew each other throughout their life, their young for their ministries to We know only a little bit, and the little bit we know is so bizarre, it leaves us wondering what happens next in a story like that. Thirty years later, along the Jordan River, word was spreading about a nomadic preacher who was baptizing people in the river and speaking of the coming of the Savior, the coming of the prophesied kingdom. Hordes of people went to all over the region, and they were fed by what he had to offer. They were baptized. They were spiritually cleansed. <clears throat> Some religious men, many religious men, went to check this new prophet out. And against all odds, they too asked to be baptized by the rough-looking prophet who wore camel hair and ate locusts and wild animals. <clears throat> How bizarre. What will happen next? Well, the prophet insulted the important religious men. He told them that they were not worthy, not authentically repentant. They were entitled fools. He told them that their perceived birthright as descendants of Abraham was hogwash. He referred to them as dead trees in need of an axe and a fire. He called them a brood of vipers, comparing them to the slithery beasts that brought about the fall of Eden. How insulting and bizarre. What will happen next? It turns out that this prophet was the impossible offspring of the old infertile woman. And he spoke of the impossible offspring of the young virgin when he told those religious men that another was coming who would baptize with fire and the Holy Spirit. He also seemed to say that the Savior would come as a judge to cut down and clear away all who were not righteous. Now we know he's speaking of Jesus, a man and a God who we see as loving and righteous, forgiving and empathetic. So what is all this about judgment and cutting down? What is this about a waiting for in the hands of our Jesus? 
get from this image of unquenchable fire is the image of our Lord Jesus Christ, who came to bring hope and love to a broken world. How do we take John the Baptist in his role as harbinger seriously? How do we behold his sacred life with reverence, knowing that his message was harsh, and that had he the chance, he just might look at us and call us a brood of vipers? How do we look John in the face, knowing that he points to our inauthenticity? Our sometimes lukewarm faith, our intellectualizations of something too mysterious and intellectualized. Knowing he points to our foibles, our sense of entitlement, our sin. Have we taken this, John, as a forerunner of Christ and still keep in focus the Jesus who came and who is coming and who continues to come into our lives all the time? a sign of the unconditional love of God for us, no matter what. How do we hold the incarnate one and his harbinger in focus at the same time today when their stories are really quite bizarre? And when we are wondering all the time, what will happen next in our lives, in our world, in us? Well, what happens is that we wait. It is Advent, and we wait. We wait for peace. We wait for clarity. We wait for the kingdom of God. We wait for a powerful God of unquenchable love to come to us as a infant. And Accompanied by that God, we wait to see in each of our painful, joyful, bizarre lives what it is that will happen next. Amen.
Let us offer prayers to God who comes as the rising sun into the darkness of our lives. For the coming of Jesus Christ in power and glory, let us pray to the Lord. For the coming of wisdom to teach and guide us, let us pray to the Lord. For the coming of Emmanuel, the hope of all peoples, let us pray to the Lord. In the Anglican cycle of prayer, we pray for the Diocese of Western North Carolina, for Justin, Archbishop of Canterbury, and for reconciliation in the worldwide Anglican communion. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, we give thanks for the ministries of St. John's Church, Arlington, Order of St. Anne, Arlington, All Saints Church, Elmboro, Parish of the Messiah, Auburndale, the Alewife Deanery, and the Bishop Search Process. For the Church throughout the world, and the faithful in every place, let us pray to the Lord. Amen. For Catherine, our presiding bishop, Tom and Gail, our bishops, for Tony and Becky, our priests, and Rob, Judy, Janet, and Spencer, our priest associates. For all bishops and all those who minister in Christ, for all the holy people of God, let us pray to the Lord. We pray for Barack, our president, and Deval, our governor. For the leaders of the nations and all in authority, let us pray to the Lord. For justice, peace, and freedom among the peoples of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. We pray for Tim. Sophie, Caroline, Deborah, Marilyn, Nancy, Mark, Neil, Bruce, Spencer, Devin, Kimberly, Dick, Carrie, Ben, Alicia, Hannah, Sam, Hannah, Nan, Al, Helen, Don, Sister Olga, Reverend Stephen, Don, Ed, Mary Lou, AJ, Barbara, Bishop Tom, Andy, Richard, Reuben, Jim, Molly, Raj, Jerry, Pat, Jacqueline, Kathy, Elizabeth, Lang, Edie, A.D., Liz, those who have jobs, those serving in the military, and all who work for peace. Are there others? For the sick and the suffering, the hungry and oppressed, those in prison, let us pray to the Lord. The flowers at the altar today are giving a loving memory of Kim Smith on the occasion of his birthday. We pray also for the repose of the soul of Nelson Mandela. Are there others? For the dying and for those who have died, let us pray to the Lord. For our deliverance from all afflictions, strife, and need, let us pray to the Lord. <coughs> we pray that awareness of your presence is with us as we prepare to build a new house. Let us prayerfully listen to the Holy Spirit as we create a space to better minister to the needs of our community and the world. Joining our voices with all the saints and angels of God, let us commend ourselves and one another the living God through Jesus Christ. Let us 
for the elderly person that doesn't want any more stuff, for that kid that you, the young person you can't decide what to get, and you're going to settle on an Amazon gift card, for that devoted teacher, for that kind neighbor. Come after church and you can purchase an honor card, and in its place, a child at St. Stephen's in the South End will get cooking lessons or art lessons or computer time, and you will honor them in the most meaningful gift.
this Sunday and next Sunday. So if you want another chance to get that beautiful ceramic crush that came from Perceptions, no, the Cost Gallery in Concord, please come to Coffee Hour and take a look at it again. And secondly, um, there are many, many, many people to thank for their work on the fair. Everybody works hard. Most of us do it out of the love of doing it. But we'd like to offer a particular and special thanks to Ted Hall, uh, our sexton, who puts in at least as many hours as the rest of us do, who touches every single piece of merchandise that comes in and out multiple times, who squishes cardboard boxes, and even as late as last week, and he doesn't know it yet, but possibly even after church today, will still be moving boxes related to the fair, and he squeezes it all in around everything else that he has to do for his job regularly and gets it all done. Willingly, without complaint. There's never a single thing you've asked him that he has said no to. So please, with us, offer Ted a special uh, award of thanks.
many slips of paper with names on them uh, in Marriott or in Thanksgiving before. So if you missed it, please do note that the, uh, there is a place on the back of this blue insert for you to remember someone or to give thanks for someone. Be sure to print very clearly so that we uh, don't make spelling mistakes in the office. But that's where poinsettia, poinsettia is uh, for Christmas. And as always, a healing prayer offered in this transept during the communion and immediately following the service.
sun, moon, and stars, earth, winds, and waters, and every living thing. You made us in your image and caused us to walk in your ways. But we rebelled against you and wandered far away. And yet, as a mother cares for her children, you would not forget us. Time and again you called us to live in the fullness of your love. And so this day we join with saints and angels in the chorus of praise that rings through eternity, lifting our voices to magnify you as we sing.
the sun of righteousness shine upon you and scatter this darkness from before your path. The blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always.